welcome back to black account reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of umbrella academy season three episode five kindest cut this episode was written by elizabeth Patton, directed by sylvain white this was another good episode not as strong as last week but still a good character driven focus season is what i feel they have decided to focus on more so than the action because it's very minuscule however we are getting an opportunity to see some of these actors do some acting so i appreciated the introduction of that probably due to the the circumstances of covid and how they would need to film certain scenes that it is a a lot of dialogue and less uh actual you know because there's one part where i'm like why don't they just use their what i don't understand but overall i gave it an 8.6 out of 10 some dark turns for allison and we'll just get to her storyline first upon hearing that the world is ending and i mean out of existence into a black hole and folding into itself type of ending allison who is already suffering from from ptsd right and we see in the flashback with her and ray that she was suffering that prior to even her relationship with ray and he was able to really be the first one to get her over that hump from the first cycle that they've gone through they've gone through three cycles now of really apocalyptic activities and the one that continuously loses the most is allison now one could say that victor is there as well because he has the harlan situation and he had the loss of sissy diego lost his first love what was her name patch something to that effect Uh, klaus lost his love uh what was his name ben no that is the brother disgusting ew uh dave so it's not i don't know if we can comparably with that excuse be like oh well she's lost the most but hasn't others lost just as much true however when you compound that to being stuck in 60s america without a voice having been brutally assaulted by her own sister on top of already being separated from her daughter and not even being able to say goodbye to her all of that has managed to mentally deteriorate and then coming back to this world where the same type of prejudices that she experienced in the 60s are playing out and are allowed to play out so it's it gets to a point of when is enough enough we do not care that does not at all excuse her behavior later on in this episode but it does play into 
what we are seeing which is the dissolution of her morality now that she doesn't really feel as if i mean she's clearly suicidal and with her last remaining hope being snatched away from her and being told about kugelblitz there's not much to keep her on the right side of the track as luther says you're drowning hello darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping she doesn't even stay for the family meeting she just continues to consume copious amounts of alcohol until she is finally approached by luther well he had a moment earlier where he inquires about him or diego and her getting into a fight and diego being like it was awesome i've never seen her do the things that she did and it was amazing he's so thrilled about it you just want attention mimi wanted to see the flashback to the fight and she got her wish and i'm glad because it was amazing to see i really like the directional cut of that scene uh so he decides to approach her say hey are you okay and she says uh you know she's charmed by the fact that he's trying to brush it off it's just in the world we'll figure it out we've been here before but for her she says once again i don't think i can do this anymore and she is looking for solace in this moment and because she doesn't recognize him and sloan as something so quickly and i do understand where she's coming from because on a real real that shit don't feel organic at all it feels as if luther doesn't have what everyone else has found and thus he latches on to the first person that even has the slightest uh, reciprocal feelings for him and i'm not saying he shouldn't go after that but it's understandable for her in that moment to be like okay i can understand like she leans in they kiss he's like no i can't do this she's like oh i thought i made a mistake okay but then he makes that slight statement well i promised sloan i would see her so i'm gonna go it kind of proves that despite how he reacted and despite what he said he does hold a little resentment in his heart regarding the fact that she broke his by moving on despite the fact that it was understandable still in a way the fact that she's still grieving ray and the fact that that seems to be you know that's her husband i'm not going to uh, be able to subsist that in any time soon so i need to find something of my own to to rebound from that type of pain and that type of loss and then i think throwing sloan's name out there in that moment in the way he said it and then him to say because she's like what are you serious and him to say what do you want from me because i know if ray and claire were here this wouldn't be happening fair fair enough for you to say that but not prior to 
oh i'm going to sloan's because he's using that as a barrier to throw at her in a hurtful manner and i i know enough about watching arguments and men and women and how they argue as i've observed in a household of many how this should be going down that i be picking up on the the reading between the lines of the behaviors and the traits and and the way in which people argue and that that felt spot on and then for her to say that i can make you stay that's when this crossed all of the lines for allison because she essentially is forcing him to be attracted to her and it begins what can only be described as molestation until she finally snaps out of it by remembering what she is doing even though he asked her he said no don't do this Uh, she realized that she crossed that line and then immediately she is confronted with victor sneaking harlan out the back way and no one thought hey it's been 25 minutes how much preparation does he need to get harlan down them steps no but alas because allison now truly only has one one person in her corner who may understand more so what what she's feeling when victor explains hey they want to hand him over to the sparrows that's what happened at the family meeting and asks allison well says i'm gonna go ahead and sneak him away allison says i'll do it but you need to explain to them what you did and why you did it but the factor that is really being held dear and i very much now fear for harlan's safety and life is the 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 truth bomb which is harlan killed all of the mothers and caused this situation to begin with which as victor points out uh correlates to his interference in this boy's life when technically they shouldn't have been fucking with anything (laughs) including that means you too allison involving yourself in the civil rights even though no one blames you for it because you know it's civil rights it definitely caused an effect for you one that's human though that's that's what we can both understand is that we really can't fault them because it's a very human thing for them to have been lost and needing and wanting these connections and once you have them it's not like you can shut that emotional button off so i fear and my prediction out there is that allison is gonna find out and she's going to kill harlan now what is victor's fault is his decision not to tell them i think that harlan is more than willing to account for his own responsible behavior and while i understand she feels responsible and doesn't want sissy's child who has already had a very hard and damaged life to just be murdered due to her own actions because as he explained we were waiting for you to come back we're gonna shift to victor and harlan's story now 
because he reached out for that connection or he felt it in his head but it was their mother and he said 27 women i keep forgetting how many children were born but it felt like they retconned some shit because i'm pretty sure in the first season it was uh more women uh, more births than that uh i think it was 43 43 women don't call me on it but yeah that that that's weird harlan threatens to to dust victor and the adams however victor's like bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that the confrontation into the standoff victor realizes after seeing that harlan is still a child in a lot of ways gifted with something he was never meant to have he could not control in a moment of absolute devastation unleashed unwillingly this result and thus blames himself what i do blame victor for is the fact that he gave harlan or harlan was under the impression that he was going to bridge the gap because he says look i need to tell your family what i did and he decided no we need to be very careful because a lot of people that i love got hurt but you're making a unilateral choice for everyone else and you're keeping the truth for them and that i think is what ultimately is going to backfire in his face because he should not have kept the truth from them not only would it have made that decision to team up with the sparrows more logical like this is what needs to be sacrificed for billions of people and that person is going i understand though i'm sure he doesn't want to die and he probably will try to defend himself we saw we've seen him do so prior i think that she owed them the truth there but alas victor tries to convince them that hey you told me that no one is insignificant in the timeline five after they have the team meeting and we see luther being very much on the side of handing harlan over even from the beginning he was all about it he doesn't consider and that is a little inconsiderate but he also feels like okay you got injured by this person tried to harm you has already killed two other people and if they were to find out what else he did like yeah the the smart thing is to save the world we need assistance we need their help and we need access to the goddamn kugelblitz damn nature you scary luther goes to get him but victor says i'll go talk to him let me do this they spend 45 minutes up there planning i don't know but it's probably like 20 <laughs> but harlan did say basically choose me i want you to choose me and victor does like hey with our combined force ain't nobody really can get in our way not really but then are you really gonna hurt the people that you love by killing them because he really can't control himself and you might kill a family member by accident like poor stan let's go over to the stan story aligned with diego lila comes back with five immediately she realizes there's no more time to hold grudges and she is ready to return to the embrace of diego 
uh she's happy to learn that he and his son all of a sudden miraculously in the last two hours i feel decided to become a close family knit bond because he's been telling them to fuck off the whole time right i'm not just the only one that's been seeing that this episode it was like he was a whole new man exactly how a man acts when they want to impress a woman with their child i should know i have an ex that does it all the time like that's just for show (laughs) you don't put in the hard work uh she he realizes that after he has that conversation with luther which was hysterical everybody had battle scars and we're in fights besides him he definitely told off allison for that like he's just gonna go out and go hit some people because that that's not helping like bro don't ask me about my life when you've been spending the last 24 to 48 hours getting your dick wet don't judge me now but diego sees stan taking acid and other cleaners upstairs and he's like you're gonna be mad at me but i did something wrong and he's like you were gonna dissolve him in acid he's sad to see his brother dead but he tells his son that i don't hate you and i i still still got your back we're gonna roll up our brother or my brother your uncle and we're going to just explain it to the family after he explains it to him how it happened how it went down sorry sorry i'm sorry sorry i thought this was a touching scene i liked it it was funny they take the they take the rug to the elevator homeboy still playing with the with the lighter talking about you sure we can't incinerate him he's like get over here you pyro the bellhop who we saw earlier hearing the transaction go down upstairs between harlan and victor yeah a very long suffering sigh i want to break free he gets off the elevator stan tries to play it off and diego cannot lie to save his life he says we're playing a game what game (laughs) i hope you win it's like klaus was right i do love this place Klaus then suddenly comes back to life because there's a brief moment in which he learns we'll get back to that to that whole uh arc but he's immortal and thus he lets them know that he's all right diego is so happy that his brother isn't dead and it was good to see that he genuinely cares he also had a moment like i don't care who the fuck he is i'm gonna fuck him up just because he hurt you love that protective brother coming out he and lila have a paternal paternal moment with their child chastising him making him clean up his work dad's all like let me help you get the the thing out of here and your ear medicine is downstairs don't forget to take it and she's like oh look you got your father degree i'm so proud of you and i'm also keen on uh 
being in a relationship with you and so they have sex that's pretty much he's happy she's happy they're happy i have a feeling that something's going to snatch that happiness away now let's go to klaus he wakes up and he is confronted once again by the girl on the bicycle who points him in the right direction without a word he goes to the beach because that's where he wanted to be and his mom is there they have a lovely conversation they make jokes she's charmed by him (laughs) he saw all the naughty bits (laughs) and she tells him that you're looking for a purpose you don't need to know who killed me that's irrelevant and your purpose has been in front of you this entire time we once again see the buffalo in his menuno (laughs) that's what he wanted menuno with his mom he also seems to control parts of the afterlife he realizes that he died another time by standing atop a building he died another time in which uh he was a child his father was very much aware this is experiment number 73 he knew he was going to be he was going to reanimate uh that's a cool power to have it's also the same power he had in misfits so that's hysterical coming to terms with his immortality which he does take in stride in this lovely conversation with his mother he comes back to reality which that must be comforting for him to know like hey i got a good place to go after all of this bullshit his mom does say that she's at peace he asks, like how are you dead before i was even born (laughs) that's a really great question (laughs) she's like what is tv oh you're so amish i loved everything about their conversation and he has another one with five in which they both talk about their huge epiphanies him being undead as well as and him knowing where the kugel blitz is <laughs> earlier they were like how the fuck you're not gonna tell us about it i'm telling you now i just found out i saw it when i went and visited dad he did wait to tell them a really long time and five deals with the fact that he watched himself die and also told him not to save the world so he now thinks that like he always had this thought process that maybe just maybe i was going to escape my own death but this is where i end in a bureaucracy of my own making that i can't stand and klaus says well why don't you make a new future create your own destiny and he says yeah the timeline is malleable so that can be accomplished that's interesting to me and i feel like it's going to be important at some point they toast and klaus like up your ass (laughs) luther did go and reunite with sloan it feels like he just wants to be a sparrow because no one cares about him as an umbrella academy speaking of those uh other side of people uh jesus i cannot everything every single damn scene that they have 
my baby i feel like the two kindest ones in this reality are the absolute worst because ben is just he's awful he's like well we're gonna get the old man he's doing it on behalf of his father whom we did not see this this episode so bad for faye because she's so practical like we need to team up with them fuck the old man it doesn't really matter uh you know we have bigger fish to fry which is that thing in the fucking basement and we need to team up with them that makes the most sense and is less selfish however he only wants to remind her that you didn't call our siblings by their name and reiterate that this is what they're going to do they go in the basement to try to get a eye into the kugel blitz one of grace's eyes to try to see what they're dealing with faye doesn't think that it's a great idea however he pushes forward with it i laughed out loud when grace said why have you brought me before my god ain't nobody got time for that why have we brought grace back for this insignificant fucking role but it feels like she did upload some information she says god is infinite even christopher and Faye are like i think they're talking about a black hole idiot you're the only one that doesn't seem to be as smart as you think you are and i'm gonna let you all know right now this universe cannot cannot continue sloan apparently doesn't do anything with planning anything because she spent most of her time in this episode in her princess tower waiting for her prince to show up hell yeah now we got business i don't even hate her i just don't like the storyline that they're trying to shove down my throat because it doesn't feel organic (laughs) it feels sloppy it feels amateur it feels a little out of place i can understand if they had paced it out better it would i think hit home a little harder but they didn't decide to take its time with it which means that they don't care about it as much and if you don't care about it as much i don't know what you expect me to do you know when it's presented to me because they you know uh, they had one moment of luther really stepping up and being there because he has been trying to be a better sibling i'm giving him that and he has been goofily on the outside however i don't think the reaction to that is well let me go live out a a love story i mean even victor was like let me prove myself by stepping up and making some moves and before someone even thinks in their mind oh it's because you liked him and allison i was not on that ship no 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 that made him more interesting it was kind of sweet but it really wasn't a ship i could take it or leave it i would have preferred that if they were gonna have him move on and her be in love with ray the way they are also telling me that in the aftermath which i also just have to go with 
and i think they're doing a little bit better with the job of giving the flashbacks they're trying to flesh that out right they're not giving it the same massage on the other hand so what that means in the long run i do not know but i don't as mimi pointed out this doesn't seem fated to last and thus i don't i'm not invested in it i'm more annoyed by it because i think that luther could be given so much more especially since he's been struggling being number one have him really step into a number one role but maybe there's a, a stated there's a purpose to it and i i won't figure it out until episode eight i think that concludes everything that happened in this episode as a, oh no 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 as number five and number five five and uh klaus are talking he shows him his flesh the tattoo he's like i'm not gonna go out in an incubator <laughs> with a tramp stamp i like the dialogue a lot in this episode and he shows him a tattoo and he says it belongs to a biker gang called the mothers of agony who used to sell him drugs back in the day so he goes to the gang's club location and who does he find there tattooing a biker fucking pogo i was so happy to see pogo and not a chimpanzee that doesn't have its agency but pogo who was murdered viciously by victor when he was vanya that's something that we have never addressed not at all that was a family that was a family member and we don't talk about that murder within the family just just wondering if that's going to come back into play what does pogo have to do with anything i do not know but i am curious to see how he fits into the story if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this uh, podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>